Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. get your game on go for the beers go for the cheers go for the hit and the hits go for the stakes and the stakes go to get your parlay on go to get your party on 
Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Following the biggest off-season of moves and acquisitions by general manager Howie Roseman, the expectations of this city have never been higher. Welcome to the 2022 Panla Hockey Postgame Show on 6abc.com and across the Jacob Sports YouTube channel, exclusively presented by Panla Hockey Giordano. Live from the Gallery Bar. Booking games inside Ocean Casino Resort. Let's get this post-game show underway. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. And welcome, everybody, to the Pond La Hockey Eagles post-game show. Okay, they're 8-0. It turned out the way we thought it would turn out. Some anxious moments that we'll get into, but they uh, defeat the uh, Houston Texans 29 to 17 tonight. And uh, listen, the game turned out the way we thought it was going to turn out. However, yeah. however, and this is the first time I'm going to start out with kind of a negative vibe. Uh oh. They Uh-oh. gave up way too many yards on the ground, uh, and it, it was not a great night for the run defense. Let me 168 yards on the ground. This Texans team got and Damian Pierce with 139 himself. But once again, they, they were 21 to 17, and what do they do? They get that drive that gets them out of harm's way and gets them an easy victory at 29-20-17. Well, I think this is the, the kind of team we're going to have to watch the rest of this season, Mike. Uh, it's not going to be perfect, but they make the necessary stops. They got a couple of turnovers again. They are the number one takeaway defense in the National Football League. Uh, and they got the tur- takeaways, you know, the takeaway momentum. Uh, they capitalized when they had to on another young quarterback, uh, another team with a devoid of a lot of talent. Um, so they got the job done. You know, I, I always say, you know, I don't care about a pretty win. I just want to see a yeah, win. They get you the know? job done every week, exactly. and I know we're going to pick it apart. I'm right. Mike Missinelli, right. by the way. This is Derek Gunn, and that's Seth Joyner. Now, Seth, I want to go to you right away because I know you were not happy with what you saw with the run defense tonight. Well, you know, listen, I talk, we talked about this, you know, after last week's game when Jordan Davis got hurt. And it's even that much more magnified tonight. This run defense is just not the same without him. Um, and they've got Derrick Henry coming up later on. If he's not back 100%, um, that can be problematic. They got Aaron Saquon. Jones. Aaron Jones, Saquon Saquon. Barkley, um, (laughs) Dylan. You got all these guys that can just flat out run the football. And they just basically just ran right at us tonight, and we had no answer for it. Um, So it's going to be problematic because, like I said before, when you can't control the run, then that opens up the rest of the playbook. And against a quarterback that really understands what he's doing and knows what he's doing, he could have caused a whole lot of problems for the Eagles tonight. Well, this has been a theme 
for most of the season of their inconsistency in a run defense. And luckily they're playing inferior opponents when this happens. You're going to play some teams that can stand up to you. You know, if I'm Tennessee looking down the road, Derrick Henry runs the football 40 times against his Eagles defense. You don't know, you know, we, don't, we know Jordan Davis is out four weeks minimum. But when you're talking about a high ankle sprain for a guy who's 6'6", 335 pounds, I'd be surprised if he comes back within four weeks. You know, especially when your legs are primary concern of getting a push-off when you're going in those trenches like that. Well, plus, you're going to stay in shape. you got to stay you know, in that's shape. That's a big also, fella. You know, you know, he, he may no be question. susceptible that, you know, that the cardio with the, right. with the legs right. might not be the same right. as, it, yeah, as exactly. it normally is. Yeah. But, you know, first of all, I thought Jalen Hurts was great again today. Not great, but good enough. He got sacked a few times. 21 of 27, 243 for two TDs. Miles Sanders is pretty steady, 17 for, for 93. And, and I think this team, and I keep saying it every week, they know they're better than the other team. And I, and I just think, like, they get bored sometimes, and they go, okay, maybe they weren't at their ferocious best to right. stop the run. Right. Because deep inside, they know they're going to win this game. Yeah. I mean, I know, Seth, you hate to hear that. But but uh, that, that seems to be the case here. They, if you're playing the Houston Texans, you go, okay, they're hanging around, but we know we're not going to lose to this team. And, and sure enough, when they get close, they go, all right, let's go on a drive, and we'll score a touchdown, and that'll be that. Well, listen, the offense is high-powered enough that they can make things like that happen. And as bad as they were, you know, the defense was in the run game, they were that more efficient in the pass game. Javon Hargrave with three sacks tonight. Are you kidding me? Five sacks in the last two games? We can talk about how sorry the offensive lines were the last two, but a sack is a sack is a sack, okay? Um, he is, like, just on a whole nother level right now. And then the secondary, two more interceptions tonight. You know, they moved to, what, plus, plus 15? Yeah, um, at least. By far, like, like, plus nine better than anybody else in the league. You know, just as long as you can continue to play, as long as you can equalize. If you can equalize on... The offensive side, your deficiencies on the defensive side, and vice versa, then you're always going to be in position to win. And, you know, we can talk about the deficiency. I'm not going to – listen, I'm done beating this football team up <laughs> about the things that they don't do. You, you understand what I'm saying? Everybody knows how I feel, okay? Again, we played against a young quarterback that just doesn't get it, and we did nothing as far as applying the pressure to him to force the issue. Yet and still, we still sacked him three times. We still intercepted intercepted him twice. As a matter of fact, we got seven of the points that we scored off that turnover. Yes. So, you know, what's there to complain about? Until the issues that besets this team that we see that we don't like, until those issues manifest themselves in a loss, I'm done. I'm done complaining about it. I just am. There ain't no. We, 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 we were talking about this Hargrave. This would be great news for the Delaware Valley, by the way. But, you know, <laughs> he's been getting broiled. You, you were talking about Hargrave, and we're sitting there watching him just bull rush the, the, the Houston Texans young offensive lineman. Yeah. Sign that man now. We're talking about, we've been talking about guys who may not be coming back next year. Sign Hargrave right now to be a stabilizing force along that, that defensive line. I don't know about that, D. Guys. Why not? Because you got, you got to keep him or Fletcher. Well, Who do you want? You're taking you're taking advantage right now of, in, of, in, of, in, of, inferior, of inferior players. Exactly. Okay? I want to see him do that against 
the Tennessee Titans. I want to see him do that against the Giants twice right. and the Dallas Cowboys before I sit right. back and right. consider whether I want to, you know, extend that guy. You know, the funny thing about when you extend players in today's game, the minute you extend them, it's almost like they exhale and all of a sudden they disappear. What the hell happened to Josh Sweat? We don't even hear his name no, anymore. No. After last year, he has this a great half a season the year before. They extend him. Tell me how many sacks he's got now. How many pressures yeah. does he got? I, I okay. joke. I so joke. I'm, yeah. So I'm, I'm leery about stuff like that. I want to sign guys that are eternally hungry and realize that, you know what, the minute I give you the money, that's the time where you really got to play because if you don't, Within the next year or two, I'm gonna be coming to you and telling you, "Hey, we got salary cap issues. Yeah, I, I need you. I need yeah. you to take I, a I cut." I think you're right about that. I, I think they realized that too. That's why they went out and got Quinn. Uh, but explain uh, that, that that turnover differential. They, they put a graphic on at the end of the game. The Eagles are the first team with that kind of a positive turnover differential through the first eight games since the 1972 Pittsburgh Steelers. Wow. So you know how great that defense was. So that's that's pretty impressive. The other side of that is, you know, this is a well, team. Well, Mike, that Mike, 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 hold on one second. Yeah. It's it's one thing for the defense to be that impressive. It's a whole nother thing for the offense to be that impressive. I mean, you look at Jalen Hurts isn't turning the football over. Yeah. He had a fumble right. tonight. First right. fumble. I, listen. First fumble of the year for I the don't team. know what the heck happened to Jordan Malata tonight. But he looked like he was sleepwalking. Not my, not just tonight, last Sunday against Alex Highsmith. He had the same problem. D-Gun. I mean, I'm standing here, and I'm watching the, the guy run around him. And I'm like, I'm yelling at, jo at Jalen. I'm yeah. like, get rid of it. Get rid of it. Because right, right. he's got one more tick before he can just slap the ball out of his hands. I mean, in the same series, you give up two sacks to Jerry Hughes. Two sacks Jerry and three plays. 30, Jerry Hughes is 34 years old. Are you kidding me? Yeah, and, and actually Lane got beat on that one play, which I, and we're going to have Lane Johnson on the show. He got beat on that one play, and, and uh, he, he went for the ball instead of just burying Jalen Hurts down there. But, you know, I, I, I don't know what else to say until they get challenged by a, a really good team, and, and we'll see what they're all about. I mean, we can, we can look at that, and that's definitely a problem spot. Malata, for the last couple games, has not looked like the steady left tackle that we were used to seeing. Uh, the run defense wasn't that great, but you know they're playing the Texans, and now they can just sit and, and not do anything except maybe w wish the Phillies can come back in this World Series over the weekend where they don't have to stress themselves about playing an NFL game. D-Gun, you know the one yeah. thing that I see with yeah. Jordan Malata is, you know, from a technique standpoint, you know, when you're that big, you just want to maul people. Right. And the problem is he's jump-setting a lot of these guys now. Instead of kicking and letting the guys come to him, he's not kicking. He's trying to jump-set everything. And because these guys are so fast and they can dip and bend, they're getting around the corner. Sure. He, he needs to, like, he needs like a, 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 some time to, like, refresh on his technique where he kicks and sits. And you got 360 pounds? Let the quarterback's back there. You got to come through me to get to the quarterback right. instead of me trying to jump set you and letting you get around me or overextending and you shooting up underneath. Here's what I've seen from Malata. He's a half second to a second too late getting out of his stance off the snap. The defensive lineman is beating him off the snap, and he knows the snap count. Now, this is two straight games. He had problems with Alex Highsmith in Pittsburgh last week, 
and he had problems tonight with old man Jerry Hughes. Now so, I don't know so, if the shoulder I don't know if the shoulder is a part of yeah. the problem or not. But the bottom line is, it's like, why are you a half second late, a second later than everybody else off the snap of the ball? So you mean to tell me it's not necessarily the um, the crowd noise so much as it is, you know, his reaction time. Well, the other four guys are in sync. What's he doing? Well, I mean, listen, when you're on the road, I can get it. Because, you know, the further you get from the center, the harder it is to, you know, kind of get an idea of what the snap count Seth, is. Lane like Johnson didn't have a problem okay. on the other side. Come hey, on listen, now. I'm tr I tried, D-Gun. No, look, look, Lane, look <laughs> Lane Johnson knew what the snap count was. <laughs> Plus, they had about 15 fans there tonight in Houston. Exactly. She had more Eagles fans than the Texan fans there. Yeah, so, I mean, so what do we, like, where do we stand now? They're 8-0. Yes, you know, they're exactly. They're 8-0, and, oh, and, exactly. and they're going to be probably 10-0, and, oh, and you know, we can discuss all these little warts, and it's appropriate to discuss them because we want them to step it up against a real good, good team that they're going to play. But, you know, who is that team? It's going to be Dallas. It might be the Giants. I mean, I, I don't know. And, and yeah. at this point, I'm looking at them like they do just enough to get done. They're superior to every team they've played so far. They're superior to probably every team in the NFC. So I'm okay. You know what? I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, and like I said off the top of the show, it's not going to be pretty all the time. But we can sit here and break down the negatives, that, as we will do each and every week. But the positives are this team is still standing where nobody else is standing right yep. now, unblemished in the National Football League through nine weeks of the season. Now, if they continue to do that, hey, be as inconsistent as you want if you get to 17-0 being inconsistent. Listen, I, 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 I just, you know – there's no way that I can continue to beat up a no team. There's just no way. I mean, there, there's things that I see right. that I understand about the game of football that they do that I don't like. Okay, But I also realize that it's an imperfect game, and the fact that they're still standing at 8-0 and everybody else, you know, almost everybody else is, you know, one or two games behind them. You know, like I said, until some of these flaws manifest themselves in a loss, you know, then maybe it's time to just back off, enjoy the ride, and see where it goes. You know, but you just know, I know, if I watch and I wait long enough, that some of these flaws are going to manifest themselves within the framework, you know, of a game in a 17-game yeah, season. Yeah, no, Seth, I hear you uh, 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 with that because they're going to run up against a good team. Are they going to be able against a good team to be able to say, okay, we need a scoring drive here, let's do it easy-peasy? Because that's what they have done so far this year, and and they did it again tonight. I mean, that drive after the field goal was a, was a beautiful drive. Jalen made some great throws. Uh, one against that middle linebacker blitz where he was way off balance. He flicks it down to Goddard. Goddard made a couple catches um, uh, on that drive to get him out of harm's way to get to 29-17 after the two-point conversion. And they were four for four in the red zone scoring touchdowns tonight against the Texans. See, I, I would say I'm – I'm more afraid of I'm more afraid of the defense not being able to make a stop when they need to than I am the offense needing to make, make a, a play, play. Yeah. need to make a drive, you know, to, to save the game or to keep or to stay perfect. I just I just am because I don't see I don't see within the framework of what they do the ability to really create pressure or the desire to create pressure beyond the four man rush. You know, and you're going to play against some much better offensive lines than you played the last two weeks. You know, so you got away with what nine sacks, 
you know, in the last two games. Yep. That's not going to necessarily be the case once you start playing some of these better offensive lines. And we've seen before where the four-man pressure, the four-man line, just not is enough to get done what you need to get done. Does, does, does Jonathan Gannon have it in him to dial it up when he needs to dial it up? We'll see. I, I would like to take this time to also apologize to the Houston Texans uh, because the last couple of days I made fun about the fact that I thought <laughs> the Eagles would be 8-0 by halftime in this game. <laughs> I thought the Eagles would be able to pad their stats significantly against the Houston team that is basically already playing for next year's draft. Houston gave them a game, and I give Houston credit. They came out here. They were on national TV. They knew they were at a severe deficit. They came out here and battled, made the game interesting for much, much of the game. They just don't have enough talent. But I tell you what, like I told you guys before kickoff, this young man, Damian Pierce, that they have, this kid can flat out play. If they ever get some talent around him, I saw him go beast mode on his Eagles defense a couple of times. He freight trained a couple people. And what did he have, a buck 39 rushing in this game? Yeah. Oh, I, oh my I, goodness! You know, I, I, I'm not going to give them any credit. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Because they stink. They're they're a lousy football team. But you had to pay attention to them, Mike, for these most of the game. They had some moments tonight. They Mike, were if you look Mike, at come the on, Mike, I'll stop I think it. the Eagles come allowed on, them to be close in this game. Allowed them? Yes. Yeah, so I'm not going to give that, that on, the Texan team any credit for. Hey, the, the line was ten on the game. They went up losing by twelve. No, I he's not asking. He's not asking you to give. The team credit. I said I'm, I'm apologizing. You're you fault of the team. No, you give you give credit to, to Damian Pierce okay. because I saw runs some runs some, hard. I saw some Eagles defenders tonight that didn't really act like they wanted. No, they didn't want to tackle none of thirty-one. Maybe that's, no. okay. maybe that's no. why he was so successful because the Eagles weren't. They, they, they were rabid tonight on defense uh, Mike, against the run. Come on, Mike. I saw a number of Eagles get... defenders doing this. When Damian Pierce came, they were doing this. They were throwing chicken wings <laughs> at him, Mike. He's Come a on, good Mike. player, but what are we supposed to give? The Houston Texans a participation I trophy said, no, here? Yes. In this look, gold cup that you get at, Mike, uh, at Michael's? Houston's whole season is a participation trophy, man. <laughs> I just gave him credit for showing up and making the game interesting, not, not for losing the game. I just gave, uh, gave, they gave the Eagles a nice workout for most uh, of the game. That's gave, all I'm saying. They gave a workout. They gave a it workout was most of the game. It was an interesting game. That's all I'm saying, man. Listen, let me, uh, okay, so so let me let me give you some numbers to give you some perspective, okay? Uh -huh. Damian Pierce carried the ball 27 times for 139 yards yes. for an average of 5.1, okay? Yes. Do you know how many teams in the NFL – would die for five yards to carry? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I, I'm, not denying, that, get, I'm not denying that Pierce had I a understand good game. that. I, so I'm, I'm, saying, I'm just saying this team's give, a lousy team. The Eagles knew they were a lousy team. And they, they, they weren't playing with their hair on fire defensively against the run. Now, are they a team that is going to get beat that way a lot? Uh, you just mentioned Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee's going to run the ball against them, right? If they – if Tennessee – Rolls in here, and Ryan Tannehill is still hurt, and Malik um, Willis, Willis yeah. has to start, and De Derrick Henry's going to come in here and run for 200 yards on this football team. Well, if, they play, if they play run defense, <laughs> he, he, better. he better because they're, they're no good either. It doesn't matter, though. Okay. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter whether he better or not, okay? The fact is, if they play run defense the way they played tonight, you know, with no imagination, with no movement, mm -hmm. you're just going to line up and let both of your defensive tackles get get double teamed and work up to the second level on yeah. both linebackers. They're going to get the ball ran down their throat. 
that's just a fact. Yeah. There was yeah. a big swing in this game, and uh, that good team may have taken advantage of because the, the Eagles uh, had a, a, a fourth and two, uh, or no, third and, and two, um, and uh, Sanders' knee touched before they converted that first down, so they, yeah. they wound yeah. up having the punt. But then the Texans give it right back to him. Mills was intercepted by C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Uh, uh, Graham got some pressure on him, and, and the Eagles get it, and they convert a, a real short field into a touchdown that gives them a 21-14 lead. That's the difference between a good team that they're playing and a bad team that they're playing. And it seems like every team they play has that bad gene that would make a mistake like that. You got you got to play who you got to play. Oh, no, I know. I'm just hey. I'm just saying. I'm, that's hey. a big swing look, of a game. I mean, that was an important part of that game. Slide your chair over. We're gonna leave him out there on that island all by himself. Mike, Mike, Mike. You know what? I try to stay neutral, but tonight. What, I'm exact, what I'm exactly am I saying wrong here? That team they played tonight was incapable of beating them. I agree. So we'll give them a blue ribbon or whatever that second place ribbon Mike, is. Mike, all I said was I give them kudos for not quitting. You know, a lot of teams basically go out there and go through the motions when they know they have nothing to play for, basically. They're not going to win this game. They knew that on paper. The Eagles knew they couldn't beat them. Houston knew they couldn't beat the Eagles. They went out there, but they made it interesting for a while. That's all I'm saying. And you took it to a whole nother level. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> like, I didn't take it to a whole nother level. I'm, just, I, I'm <laughs> saying that when you're a team that knows you're so much better than the other team, and I know we're supposed to compete on every down and this and that, they didn't compete to stop the run. They, I, they did not. You saw it. They didn't compete yes, hard enough yes. tonight to stop the run. He's a good player. But I think that, that was a major factor in him looking so good. And the, the, the Texans – accumulated that many yards, total yards. Here, here's my concern, and we've, we've talked about this several times. You start forming certain habits, those habits are hard to get out of. And Houston came out of the gate running the football, right down the middle, right down Main Street. Yep. And the Eagles didn't make the necessary adjustments to stop that from happening. Now, they stopped them occasionally, but they didn't make enough of the necessary adjustments to stop it from happening. Now, as we've just said, when you start playing some of the better teams, that could be a major problem. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I, I, I totally agree with you. So, you know, at, at this point, I look at this team. And, you know, we came in tonight thinking, okay, there's no chance that we're going to have to talk about a loss. Hey, right? Oh, no. When you oh, do no, a post-game no. show and you take that away from, you know, like it's, it's like eliminating <laughs> a fastball from the count, right? We, we, we might need to, like um – Y'all might have to turn to a two-man crew right now. What's that? Because the Phillies are making a move hey, right I, now. I baby. What is that? In, the, in the eighth inning. Three, three to two, runners on the corners oh. with one out, baby. Well, that's surprising because it looked like they're <laughs> – Wait, wait. Are you, are you <laughs> telling me you're going to abandon it? You said we're going to make a two-man crew. Are you going to abandon us or what? What are you going to do? All right. But let's – let's uh, do? <laughs> we, we, got, we got our man from the locker room. Lane Johnson is joining us from the uh, locker room. I know these guys – Probably want to get on the bus and get out of town. Uh, but, Lane, another uh, kind of a routine win, although they ran the football against the defense pretty successfully. But, again, you guys on offense seem to be able to do whatever you need to do to get out of harm's way. How would you see tonight? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, like, really our uh, first time facing adversity. Uh, you know, we came back and answered the bell in the second half. Like, we ran the ball effectively in the but, yeah, I mean, it wasn't a pretty game. I thought we could have executed a little bit better. But uh, credit to the Texans. 
Hey, Lane, did, did you guys um, expect Houston to blitz as much as they did? Because it surprised us at how much they were blitzing. When you consider this Houston defense is at the bottom of the barrel in terms of overall stats, um, they, they basically played a fearless game. They, they basically said, we don't care, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Were you, were you guys surprised they blitzed as much as they did? Uh, no, I mean, they, they do do a lot of stunning, and, uh, and that's kind of how they schematically what they've been doing. So we saw that. Uh, like I said, man, we could have done a better job executing. Um, you know, there uh, in the game, it was just, yeah, just one of those games where, you know, it wasn't as crisp as what we liked, but uh, at the end, got a win. Hey, Lane, um, you know, Jerry Hughes um, was just, you know, creating some issues for you guys tonight. Um, it seemed like Jordan really struggled with him quite a bit tonight. He gave up two sacks in, in one series there. And I saw yeah. I, I saw you kind of jump set him a little bit, and he came under on one and got yeah. a pressure. Um, yeah. Jerry's, Jerry's been in the league a long time. I mean, did, did he surprise you guys in any way today, or – you know, was it a technique thing? It's one of those things, man, at, at tackle, um, you know, you live on the edge. So uh, one overset, um, and you get beat inside real quickly. That's what happened to me on the last play. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to see um, the other ones with Jordan. But, no, Jerry Hughes has been a good player. I think he's been underrated his whole career, um, you know, especially when he was with Buffalo. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it all goes down to technique, um, overset, there, uh, towards the end of the game. I like to have that playback. Uh, other than that, though, I felt like uh, one too bad of a day for us. All right, Lane, eight and zero. It's pretty lofty, and now you guys get to relax this weekend. Uh, how do you approach uh, not playing on Sunday and and then looking forward to some teams that are going to the schedule is going to get a little better in a little while? But for the next two games, it looks like you guys will have the edge. So how do you approach all this now at, at eight and zero? This is such new territory for a lot of people. Uh, how do you process it? Yeah, man, you just you really take it one day at a time. And, uh, really try not to think too much about it. I think you got to lean into, uh, you know, what your routine is. you got to stand firm on that. So whenever, uh, you know, media and hype gets built up, um, you know, we just stick to what we do. And that's practicing hard, and, and uh, that's really it. Lane. You know, to follow up on what Mike was just talking about, you get some extended time off, and, and you guys are, are in such a grind Monday through Sunday. When you get a chance to breathe this weekend, will you sit and watch other teams play, or will you get away from football altogether? I really don't. I don't watch football like that. I uh, made a joke. It's like it's like a cop working, uh, watching cops. I just, uh, you know, all I do is watch football 24-7 yeah. all day, every day. Uh, but I'll be watching the World Series. Uh, are you going to watch the Phillies this weekend at least? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're, trying to, you're trying to survive right now, Lane. Hey, yeah. Um, you know, I, I got faith in them. Um, they need a couple strong games. I don't I don't know what the final was of today or if it's over, but uh, I saw where Houston was up. They're towards the end, so got to bounce back, man. You know, Lane, we'll keep asking the question about complacency because it seems like at times – you know, you guys on offense can turn it on when you want to when you want to turn it on, and defensively you turn it on when you want to turn it on. It's almost like you guys complement each other because you know when you need to go, and yeah. you know, and 
I mean, do you ever see that as being a dangerous thing at some point in time where it can kind of bog down where you might not be able to get the engine started again when you really need to get it started? Yeah, I think we've been used to getting, uh, you know, like you said, the first half we've been jumping out the gun, the second quarter especially, coming in with a big lead there in the second half, and that wasn't the case today. So uh, made it for a much tighter ball game than, than what we, uh, you know, needed. And I feel like the, the defensively, you know, they answered the bell there in the second half and bailed the offense out. Um, we weren't being efficient enough. So I think you saw that in, in the D-line getting after them. Uh, Javon Hargrave having a hell of a game. Uh, so, yeah, man, hats off to them. Those guys won us the game. Uh, Lane, listen, th thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. And get your rest this weekend. And, <laughs> yeah, man. Like, you guys, are, you're 8-0, all right? No, nobody in the league is 8-0. And everybody's looking at you guys as the premier team in this conference. And I, I got to think that feels pretty good to a player who is on this team in that locker room. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, the season's flying by, so, um, you know, Every game's important, especially the, the stretch uh, coming up. So um, we know what's at stake, and uh, yeah, man, so we keep uh, foot on the pedal. All right, buddy. Thank you. Take care, man. We appreciate, appreciate it. Rats, man. That's right. Lane Johnson live from the locker room uh, as the Eagles win 29 to 17. They were favored by double digits. They win by double digits. Jalen Hurts has a great game. The run defense was a little leaky. We're going to take a break. we got a big show for you right now, and we'll continue to update you if you're listening to the show. Like Seth's on it. Seth's, on the, uh, Seth's on the Phillies update. Devin Katie's going to join us in a little bit with the Diamond Debate. It is the Pond La Hockey Eagles postgame show. I'm Mike Masnelli, Derek Gunn, and Seth Joyner for live from Ocean Casino. And we're back after this. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your social security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Go for the beers. 
Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Score and save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. It's a fall car fest, and Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. Welcome back to the Pond the Hockey Post Game Show. I'm Devin Caney, and it is time for our Diamond Debate presented by Mark's Jewelers. Guys, I have another incredible bracelet on today. Uh, I believe they call it like a paperclip style bracelet. It's light and airy, and it's modernized, just as the way the Eagles have modernized both their offense and defense wow. this season. Is so. that that's diamonds in the it's, inlaid diamonds? I believe there so. The yeah, and it's gold. And yeah. I also have to shout out Seth Joiner for helping me um, put it on because I was it was like an IQ test. I couldn't figure out the class. <laughs> not not any fault to Mark Schuler. It's all fault to me and my brain. I just have to uh, Phillies, oh, Eagles, man. too many tabs open in the brain right now. Um, that's really nice. I like it. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Uh, and oh, you have some bling on. What is your? Do you have a pin? It's you have a, a Seth Joiner pin yeah, on today. It's, it's a little pin. What's on it? What is it? It's, it's like a little flower. Oh, okay. You know, Seth, I thought it was a shamrock. Seth rocks the flower every now yeah. and then. So well, I and sometimes. I, I, can't, I can't go that big. You know, I'm not as big as Seth. But well. I mean, this little pin I thought would work. <laughs> it works. It works. This one size fits all, man. You can put that in a vase, it'll grow. <laughs> well, between that and then like the blinged out tiger head, it's, it's always oh, a luck with Seth. Oh, um, wait till you see what I got next week. Ooh, I'm pumped. Okay. <laughs> 
Uh, our diamond debate topic is, I heard you guys talking about Jordan Davis and how much his absence was felt today on defense. Uh, so our diamond debate is, are, are the Eagles more vulnerable without defensive tackle Jordan Davis? Yes or no question for the poll's sake, and if you guys want to weigh in, you can vote on the poll on Twitter and YouTube, but also comment below if you have any additional thoughts. Um, I guess to, to broaden it further, I mean, how concerned should we be for, what, the next four or five games while he's out? Uh, in terms of our especially, like, upcoming opponents, we have the Commanders, the Colts, the Titans, and the Packers. Um, is there anything the Eagles defense can do to kind of work to adjust to Jordan Davis being missing? Well... I think if they're going to continue to struggle against the run, listen, coming into this game, they were already giving up, I think, 114 yards per game. Um, I mean, they, they got gashed tonight for 143 yards, uh, 4.6 yards to carry on 31 carries. Um, not every team that they're going to face is going to be, you know, created this way where they're going to come out and run the ball more than they actually threw it. Um, you know, they only threw it 27 times. They ran it 21 times. That's an anomaly. But if teams think that they can make hay against this Eagles defense by running the football, then they will run the football. So how are they going to remedy that? Um, I think that, you know, you've got to trust your guys on the outside to play a little more man coverage. You know, and if you're going to play more man coverage, then your defensive ends have to be more disciplined, and I think you have to drop the extra safety in the box. You have to run some gap pressures to make sure that you got every gap across the board taken care of. Everybody get in their gap, stay in your gap, okay, and the running back has nowhere, nowhere to go. Um, but the way they played tonight, the two defensive tackles, whether they were three techniques, you know, um, you know, whether they were you know, a two-eye or a two-shade two outside or a one-eye, they got double-teamed. And, and it, it, D-Gun, it kind of looked like their run defense last year where the linebackers couldn't figure out where they fit because, you know, the double-team was just so good on the defensive tackles that they got movement off the ball three to four yards. And by the time the linebackers reacted to what was going on, now all they had to do is come off and get on, get on the linebackers on the second level. I mean, the linebackers have got to get to a point where they start to read, especially without Jordan Davis. They've got to read what the blocking scheme is, and the minute that you see that double team, they got to come downhill right now and pull the guy off the double team so that the tackle doesn't get out of position and you don't create these gaps and these lanes in the, in the defense. Here's what I saw a little bit too much. Their big money D tackles getting double teamed off the snap. Nobody coming up to fill the gap. Okay? And that's why this young running back, Damon Pierce, has so many good lanes to run through. You have to have better gap control in the trenches. And I'm, I'm telling you right now, you don't think other D coordinators, uh, offensive coordinators are watching this right now? When you talk about a better collection of backs coming up, we just, Saquon, uh, Aaron Jones, Derrick Henry. This was a Houston team that was averaging 92.4 yards a game rushing. They busted up the Eagles defense for 168 yards. This fourth-round rookie behind a, a mediocre offensive line had over, what, 139 yards rushing in this game, 27 carries. The Eagles have got to find a way. They're, bottom line, they're going to be without Jordan Davis for quite some time now. They have got to find a way to plug the gaps on this defense or 
somebody's going to catch them at the right time and make this game a lot well, closer than it should be. I, I will say this. You know, the, the technical flaws for one game is part of the issue. The other part is, you know, I see the defensive tackles, in particular, Fletcher Cox standing up too much. That too. That is something that helps a double team because the more you stand up and you got 600 pounds pushing you, yes. they can get you positioned where they want to get you positioned. Absolutely. I mean, if, if you know, as a defensive tackle, you're always taught if you get double team, take a knee where you are, you split the double team, and now, you know, the linebacker can fit and you're still going to be in your gap. But when you just stand straight up, you know. You lose your leverage. You, you don't have any leverage. And that's my whole point. And I see that when the Eagles get in trouble via double teams on the two inside tackles, nine times out of ten is because they stand straight up and they're not firing low right. and staying low. So now right. the double team can move you easier. Absolutely. I think they needed to play a little angrier, too, on defense against the run. I mean, you're right. They, they, they 92 yards on the ground. Houston has averaged all year. And Pierce is a good player, but he hadn't done that all year. I, no, I he thought they, their tackling was a little sloppy. They they weren't disciplined at, at the point of attack. He ran through them a lot. So I think that's got to improve as well. well. Mike, if you go back and you look, look, go back and look at his, his performance game by game by game by game. He's been building towards this all season long because the first couple of games they started off, David Mills, you know, was the – was the focal point. When they realized that that was too much for him and they realized what they had in Damian, then they started to give him the ball a little, a little more. And you could systematically, over the, over the weeks, you could see them giving him the ball a little more and his, product, his, his uh, production getting better and better, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, he's, I, and, he's and, just got, you know, he's he's you know, he's very strong. And the the kid's very strong. He's a strong. <laughs> he's a strong running back. So I th I thought they tried to tackle him high a lot tonight. I mean, they didn't chop him down. I didn't think you, you're always taught as a tackler. You don't try to hit a big man up high. You try to go low on him. I saw too many chicken wings flapping, trying to knock this man off balance. And it should have been evident early in the game. You're not going to knock this guy off balance on one hit. You've got to wrap up, and that's the problem. This, they, they do not wrap up when it comes to tackling. I don't get it. Well, so this is a topic that I feel we actually haven't brought up, which is strange as an Eagles fan, at least in the past two seasons, and that is Jonathan Gannon and his defensive scheme that we love to debate so much. But how much of this, in this game in particular, do you put on Jonathan Gannon to maybe not adjust accordingly to Jordan Davis not being in the lineup, not being in the lineup. I'm watching you know, too funny. much baseball. You, you, just, you just brought Jonathan Gannon. He has not mentioned him once yet. Right. We haven't. You, like, I feel you, like Jonathan Gannon has been. planted the seed in I'm Seth. sorry. Well, because I'm, sorry. I'm, not, I'm not trying to complain about the situation where it's not warranted. Listen, this, this is what I know, okay? When you lose a player of that stature and you're a smaller defense, okay, then you have to get creative. You got to do some slanting. You got to do some stunting. You got to run some some run some run pressures on early downs because listen, the Texans didn't hide the fact that they wanted to run the football. They didn't hide the fact in the least little bit. No, they did. They came out and they ran it on first down. They ran it on second down, and if they had to, they threw it on third down. But if they didn't have to, if it was third and short, they ran it again, okay? So now, what makes defense what makes defense difficult when a team is running the ball against you? 
is when you stay where you are and there's no movement in what you do. If the, if the one technique is going to line up in one and the three is going to line up in three and your defensive and your defensive ends line up where they line up and your linebackers line up where they traditionally line up, well, pre-snap, you already know how to block them, okay? So if I slant my tackle down inside, instead of him playing the B-gap in the, in the three technique, if I take him across the face and I allow him to take the linebacker's gap and allow him to switch, now you screw up the entire blocking scheme and you, yeah, are you taking some chances? Mm -hmm. Yes, okay? But when you're getting beat with the run the way they were getting beat with the run, sometimes you got to take some chances. Yeah. You can't just sit pat and be a sitting duck and allow these, these offensive schemes and these offensive blocking schemes to move you off the ball and move you where they want to move you. Well, you're right. It's, it's problematic right now because the Steelers rushed for 144 yards last week against them. So, you know, it, it's it's kind of a recurring problem. But again, Steelers bad team, the Texans a bad team. So <laughs> I don't right. I don't really know but how to someone, process. But someone someone commented. So we have to face Saquon Barkley, of course, and the Giants Absolutely. twice. Yeah. We have yet to play them. Yeah. Uh, you still Derek have Henry, Tony you mentioned. Pollard. Yeah, that we have yeah. a lot of teams that are actually talented, uh, especially on the ground. And I guess what worries me about and look, I, we're eight and zero. It's a good problem to have, and I don't want to sound nitpicky or like I'm complaining. But I think if there is a concern, it's that both offense and defense, the entire team, can maybe get complacent because you're yeah, undefeated. But here's no the thing, Devin. When, when is that going to manifest itself? I'm looking at the schedule, and I see the, the commanders, the lousy When Derrick Henry and the Titans come and gash us. The Titans are four games from now. True. So they, they've, got like, they've got a leeway of three games before they even get serious. Look, Mike, I'm not used to having an undefeated football team. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the best here. Let, 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 me, let me say this, okay? Eagles won this game by 12 points, okay? We expected probably a bigger win. But if you're an opposing team coming up against the Eagles in the next couple of weeks and you sit and you watch this game film, do you not have hope and belief that you can beat this football team based upon what you saw tonight? So now, so now, Mike, I see you smiling over I know, there. I, you're, no, I, no, no, I guess. But, but, but I'm just saying. I'm saying. When I talk about the way that you win being a manifestation of future performance, this, these are the things that I'm talking about. I'm not trying to nitpick. I'm not trying to be negative. I'm not trying to be a downer. I just know from experience that when you play a certain way all the time. Absolutely. Okay? It'll bite you. That's the way that you get used to playing. And you can't turn it on and turn it off. You're going to meet that one team that on that one day has everything going the way they need it to go. And you're not going to be able to turn it on the way you want to turn it on because you're not playing the most efficient and the most integrous way in every phase of the game. You're not, you're not wrong at all. I'm just saying when's that, when's that day going to arrive? It almost it, it happened through halftime tonight, 14 to 14. You, you, are you actually nervous? That it was going to happen for the rest no, of the game. No, 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 because 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 a one five and one team is just that bad. Okay. And so but, the next team is Washington. Okay, you can talk about Washington if you want to. They are a better football team with Tyler Heineke at quarterback than they were with You're Carson. We're talking Wentz. about running the football, though. We're talking about running the football. You're saying that a team that runs the football, the Eagles are susceptible to that. They, they got could get Rob beat by a team listen, with a great running. Attack. Absolutely, but they got they got Robinson and Gibson at full strength now. 
Okay? So if they can come in and establish the run, now Tyler Heineke is the type of quarterback that can give you problems and almost beat you. They almost beat him in the playoffs a couple of years. You guys remember that? Okay. Yeah, and Heineke can run a lot better than Carson Wentz can. I mean, we saw, especially earlier in the season, quarterbacks who are pass-heavy, uh, Kirk Cousins. And I always think of what you said when we were watching those games, Carson Wentz, where you can get in their head, especially this Eagles oh, defense. Yeah. You can get in their head very easily. And to the Texans' offense credit, I feel like the Eagles defense didn't really get in anyone's head today. Yeah. They still found a way to win, which I think just further proves how good the Eagles team all is. You had to do playing was, like a bad football All you team. had to do was look at Davis Mills. The two interceptions... The two interceptions that he threw, he was under severe pressure. Absolutely. Okay? And mistakes happen when quarterbacks are under duress. That's why I say that you need to – teams – I don't understand teams that don't blitz at least or pressure at least 20 to 25% of the time in a game. It makes no sense to me, especially when you got young quarterbacks or a rookie quarterback or an inexperienced backup or a guy who's, you know, pressure adverse. You know, turn the heat up. Only good things can happen. But you know he's not going to do that, right, by now? I know. <laughs> oh, I told you that week one. <laughs> you, I told you week saying, one it wasn't going gonna, to happen. It's just not going to happen. It's what, not. What, what, but what did I say? I said, I'm done. I'm done. No, you're not. Being, being, you, being on, I, no, listen, you're not. No, I, said, I said, I'm done being on the negative side of it. The team is 8-0, okay? I'm just going to sit back and watch how this thing plays out because there's going to come a game. Okay, where the lack of pressure and the passive nature of play calling is going to bite them in the behind. I'm I'm, going to cover for you a little bit. I'm going to say you're not being negative. You're being constructive. And because everything is Camelot with this team right now, they know a lot of people out there don't want to hear it. But what you're saying is factual. Look at who they played up to this point. Mm -hmm. They're going to play better running backs. They got a few better quarterbacks on their schedule. If they continue this trend, it's going to come back and bite them. There's no question about it. Right, and that's what I'm saying with don't get complacent, don't get content, because then an actual good football team is going to come in, and they're going to be the ones to beat the Eagles. All right, that does it for this week's Diamond Debate, presented by Mark's Jewelers. Uh, Stick around, because our drive of the game is coming up after this break. Well... Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. husband hadn't missed work in 15 years. His injury required months of rehabilitation, and unfortunately, the insurance company didn't see it that way. I was working two jobs, but it wasn't enough. One conversation with Pond Lee Hockey changed everything. We sat down, told him our story, and they guided us through the whole workers' compensation legal process. Pond Lee Hockey, tell us your story.
The faces you know, the team you trust. The Delaware Valley's leading news program, Action News. Celebrating the life of your loved one is what we do at Life Celebrations by Givenish. When the matriarch of the Dalloway family died suddenly at 82 years old, Life Celebrations by Givenish stepped in. They will make this the easiest thing that you, it's, I know it's not easy, but it, they will make this as easy as possible. Life Celebrations by Givenish, customizing services as unique as the individual. I, I just know that my dad, who is in charge of everything, was, it, was not in charge of anything at that point when, when my mom passed. And uh, uh, again, just another uh, shout out to this place for, for making it easy. Turning tragedy into a celebration of life, no matter how hard, is what we do at Life Celebrations by Givenish. Life Celebrations by Givenish, customizing services as unique as the individual. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Go passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently. Go birds! <clears throat> go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust. Go birds! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome back to the Pond the Hockey post game show. It is time for our Jeff D'Ambrosio Auto Group drive of the game. Go JeffAuto.com. Uh, this game, not so easy to pick out one drive in particular that was stand out for being good. Uh, Mike Misnelli, you look like you uh, want to well, go first. I so. always look at a drive that gets them out of harm's way. It's so It happens almost like every week. So uh, I look at the drive when, when the, the Titans got it to 21 to 17. It was like, okay, now it's real time. And, and they go on a 10-play drive, and uh, they get in the end zone with Jalen Hurts making a couple of really good throws to his tight end, and then uh, 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 Miles Sanders taking it in. So that's, that's going to be my drive of the game right there. Goddard, he hit Goddard early in that drive, or no, it was kind of in the middle of the drive, for a 17-yard pass, and he came right back to him for another 10-yard or two consecutive plays, which I thought was a, a really important drive. Deegan? My drive of the game, I'm going to go with the defense aiding the offense in the drive. Game's tied at 14. 
C.J. Gardner-Johnson makes the pick three plays later. Mm. Jalen Hurts hits A.J. Brown wide open on the crossing route for the touchdown. 21-14 at that point. From there, it's all academic. So I'm going to say the offensive drive, aided by defensive takeaway once again, was my drive of the game. Loved that pick. Uh, yeah. C.J. Garner-Johnson's quickly becoming my favorite defensive player yeah. for the yeah. Eagles. I also love when the offense is able to capitalize on a pick like that. Uh, Seth Joyner, what about you? Listen, I, I, I think that this was a game that the Philadelphia Eagles were supposed to win. They were destined to win, and I think we all knew they were going to win. I tell you, the answer after um, the answer after Houston took the ball and went down the field, um, nine plays, 75 yards, and scored a touchdown right out the gate. The answer by the Philadelphia Eagles, 18 plays, 91 yards, ending with you know a touch, a two-down, two-yard touchdown run by Miles Sanders. Um, eight runs, 10 passes. Um, that was pretty darn impressive to me to answer right back out of the gate. But it's also a glimpse of how efficient this football team on offense can really be when they really want to dig in and get it done. You know, if they can have that kind of balance or run the pass by Shane Steichen and Nick Sirianni, there's a defense in this league that can stop them when they need to score points on the board. That, I mean, 18 yards is impressive. I mean, 18 plays is an impressive drive. Yeah, I mean, there there were a few impressive moments uh, from the Eagles' offense in particular this game. And what a unique feeling is uh, Philly's also just lost 3-2 to two to the Astros. Um, is I, Throughout both of these games, I would find myself turning to the Eagles to be like, oh, this is a safe game to watch. Like, if I'm too stressed watching the Phillies, the Eagles are my safe option, which, again, I still can't believe that this team is 8-0, trying to focus on the positive here uh, and not the other sports happening in Philadelphia at the moment. But, guys, like, I, I don't know. I feel like for the past recent years, maybe since the Super Bowl era, I've been watching the Eagles kind of, like, through my hands, and it's strange. It's a strange phenomenon to watch the offense and be like, oh, this is actually okay to watch. I'm so, I'm so comfortable watching this team now. Right. It's yeah. like we've been conditioned to think that nothing can go wrong for this team. I've really never seen anything like it where – and a lot of it has to do with the competition. I get it. But they just seem to, to blend and have all the answers for whatever uh, comes up. And, and that's – I haven't had that feeling in a really long time about a team. Here, here's what I'll say. Sit back and enjoy the moment. Right. Because they're 8-0. and You know, it, it's not flawless. But they get the end results when they need the necessary end results. I'd rather have that than to see teams that we consider very good teams like the Buffaloes, the Kansas Cities, who have their flawed moments and end up with an L instead of a W. So until further notice, uh, I'm going to enjoy watching these Eagles perform because I think they've spoiled us in some ways too. They drive you nuts at certain points of the game, but all of a sudden you just turn it back on and put the finishing touches on it. So I'm not going to be duped by this team until they give me a reason to be duped. Every time you're sitting there going, what are you doing? It's like, oh, okay, I feel pretty right. good right now. It's so. never it, – like at no point in today's game did I think they were right. going to lose to the Texans. Exactly. I think it's – you know you're in a good spot when you're frustrated that the opposing team put up 14 points, yes. which really – and they were tied, not even losing at the half. Like, but, see, but see, Devin, I have a question for you now. Yes. Are you okay? Because, see, <laughs> no. see, people don't know. When you watch baseball games with Devin, she basically has a paper bag breathing in a paper bag. I'm well. being facetious, but to watch her watch a baseball game is, is quite entertaining. 
because she's so intense. Well, I got to be honest. It was stressful for all of us tonight. Yeah. And oh, what yeah. we're talking oh, about. Yeah. I, see, I think that now that th you can watch this show in a couple of ways. You can watch it live and you can watch it streaming uh, tomorrow or uh, up. I, I don't think there were a lot of people watching us live as we started this show because the Phillies were in a death match yeah. Oh, yeah. with the Houston yeah. Astros, and they just lost three to two. So what, what a catch the, by McCormick! Yeah, oh my I mean, goodness, it's a tough loss for them. So the people, I'm, I'm assuming a lot of people will join us live. And if you're listening, like on a Monday, uh, we're, we're, this is we're doing it live, and the Phillies were behind us. There was a collective groan yeah. that yeah. as we were trying to do this whole. This whole debate in the collective yeah. room what was a ground ball final out, and the Phillies lost at 3-2 tonight. In a really, really exciting finish, it looked like they were dead in the water at 3-0. Yeah. They got back to 3-2. They had runners on first and third in the eighth inning. They had Harper up in the ninth. They hit him with a pitch, and, and Castellanos gave him a good battle, but grounded out to lose. Hey, that's the breaks in baseball. You're talking about one of the best pitching staffs in all of baseball with the Houston Astros. They find a ways to get out. They came in here the last two games. I know we're talking football, but I got to talk a little baseball. Oh right yeah, now. We'll talk baseball. They came in here after giving up that that first game seven nothing, and they held this Philly powerful offensive arsenal to two runs over the next eighteen innings of baseball. Yeah. That tells you just how good that pitching staff is. We we might have to settle for one parade this year instead of two. <laughs> Yeah. Because, like, <laughs> well, what about the I union? Think, I mean, Won't you go to a union a parade? Union, all right, a, a parade and a half. Okay, a parade and a half. It's been a wild ride. Yeah. All I have to say is my favorite moment watching both these games, because we, of course, watch every right, Eagles right. game together, is I didn't even realize it. I'm sitting there stressed, and I think it was like through, like, the, towards the end of the second quarter, all of a sudden, D Gun's like, Devin okay? <laughs> she hadn't said a word I, like I a half I hour. I hadn't said anything no. for so long. I was just sitting there, like in the corner, stressing out. Um, Listen, it's, you know, it's, it's baseball, I'm, man. I'm, I'm trying to figure out, you know, the mindset here. Yeah, we're down three to two. We got to go back to Houston for two more games. You guys kind of make it seem like it's a done deal, like it's all over. Okay, if Houston can come here and win two games. True. What is it that makes you believe that the Phillies can't go there That's and true. take two games That's in a true, row? true, but I will counter with this. Do you realize who's you pitching on Saturday for Houston? I don't care. Uh, uh, I, I do. Uh, I do. Listen, <laughs> I don't care. There, there are all these I metrics, do. and uh, like if you lose this game, you get down 3-2, you're probably going to lose the series, so you have to go back to the other team's park. I get sure. it. You can yeah. still win two there. Sure. But the Phillies pitching right now, I think, is a little more on fumes than Houston's pitching Absolutely. would be well, in we their just, home park. We, we just don't have – we don't the have an, enough enough no, the enough starting pitchers. Right. You know, we're really well, especially if your two aces haven't delivered. Well, you know, that's, that's the, the thing. That's part of it. Three but, outings. But, but but when you're when you're stressed to the point where you only have two aces, that's problematic. So there are ace, maybe two more aces away from. I mean, you really need four guys in your starting rotation yeah, to make it make sense. Anytime when you get to the fourth game in a seven-game series back-to-back -back, and you got to go to the bullpen, you know, for the, for your fourth game every single time, that tells you that you're a guy short. That's I, a problem. I, I tell you, they, they manage – we're talking Phillies here. I'm sorry. <laughs> and so that, we beg your indulgence. No, they, no, but I, I got to say, like, they – Hey, listen, we got, hey, Mike, we, we got nine more weeks to talk <laughs> Eagles. Let's, <laughs> no, just, no. let's just – should, should we talk – let's just transition over to the Should we talk Sixers? 
Flyers and Union no, we as well? absolutely do not need to talk about the Sixers. No? But we can talk more baseball, more Eagles, more whatever else you want coming up after this break. Oh, uh, but man. Yeah, I love that the four of us just had to process the Phillies lost on live TV streaming. Um, new experience, but much more to unpack yeah. for all Philly teams. De- Devin needs to unwind. I need to go. Yeah, Talk I need loss. to go uh, take a lap. Decompress. Decompress. <laughs> She's going to have a chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? I will, Seth. Yeah. I am going to have an, another one. Hey, bring us some too, would you please? <laughs> I will. All right, stick around because uh, the post-game show is coming up after this break. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go Birds. Score and save this football season on your car insurance. Before the next game, save up to 40% on your auto insurance policy. That's right, 40% savings. Call an Audible this season and contact the Del Val Insurance Group. They're an advocate for you, not an insurance company. That means they'll get you the right coverage and save you up to 40%. Call managing partners Fran or Jim of Del Val Insurance, 215-354-0122. Or score and save at dvigi.com. dvigi.com. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling. 
asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. It's a fall car fest, and Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. And welcome back to the Pond Lahaki Eagles post-game show. I'm Mike Missanelli with Derek Gunn and uh, Seth Joyner on the set. The Eagles win 29 to 17. Just give you a couple numbers here. Jalen Hurts 21 to 27 for 243, threw for two touchdowns, was sacked interestingly enough four times for uh, uh, 26 yards, and his uh, QBR was 75.4. We're going to get to to the two-minute drill in a little bit, and I have a question based on him getting sacked tonight and where there might be a problem on that offensive line. Meanwhile, Miles Sanders, another good game, 17 for 93, and the receiving. Uh, A.G. Brown had a couple really good catches today, four catches. Uh, Devontae Smith a little quiet, two balls for 22, and, and Quez Watkins got into the act tonight with a couple snares. But Dallas Goddard, eight for 100, uh, very consistent from, from week to week uh, as the Eagles offense, um, 243, in the air and 143 on the ground. Uh, for the Texans, Damian Pierce, 139 yards, 27 carries. And this has led to some consternation on the panel about the, the Eagles' uh, run defense. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. And uh, uh, who's the kid? This kid Moore, I. Where did he come from tonight? Chris Moore. I don't know who the heck, you know, you're talking about Brandon, Brandon Cooks decided he didn't want to play tonight. Yeah. Nico Collins was out this game tonight, and the next closest receiver had 159 yards receiving on the season, and all of a sudden this kid named Moore, we're like, I had to look twice at the roster to see who the heck he was. He had a great game tonight for them, you know, but it, it was one of those nights. Um, you know, Houston, very limited in terms of what they, they could do. Um, Tried to run the football. They were successful at that. The receiver, Chris Moore, had a decent game for him tonight. But still not enough to take down this undefeated Philadelphia Eagles team. Um, we can sit here and talk about how much the Eagles have to work on defensively, and they do. Luckily, they have an offense that takes a lot of pressure off of their defense. It's an offense that forces teams to pass the ball a lot more, which gives the Eagles defense, even though they don't blitz enough, it gives their four-man front a little bit more time to get home because you have so many guys dropping back in coverage. You know, i.e., uh, Javon Hargrave tonight had, what, three more sacks? Mm -hmm. He had two last week, three more tonight. The game plan defensively for them tonight was very similar to what they did against Pittsburgh on Sunday. Build a lead, make a young quarterback, force his game, and, of course, it played to their hand. Um, 
you know, looking at, at, at this game and, and, and what they do, uh, uh, let's lead it into what I call the two-minute drill. I'm going to give you guys some quick-fire right. questions that, that's on some things that we, we just uh, kind of touched on. Um, so here's the first one for you guys. Will this run defense prevent them from winning a game against an inferior opponent? Oh, uh, I'm going to say no. Not against an inferior opponent. Well, describe inferior. Do you do you consider the Giants or, or since they already beat no, Dallas, the, the, do you consider the them Giants inferior? Giants are not inferior. Dallas okay. is not inferior. Tennessee, inferior. You think ten, yeah, ten, Well, they, they, the best thing they do is run the football. So yes. I guess in that context, no, they wouldn't be inferior. They, they've won five in a row. They started zero two. They won, but you know they have no quarterback. Basically, um, I say no. I, I say that. It's going to keep making these games more interesting than they should be. But because their offense is so diverse and so explosive, and we talk about A.J. Brown, a buck 56 one game. Dallas Goddard comes back 100 the next game. Then it's Devontae Smith. Then it's somebody else. I think this offense is so talented, so diversified, that they'll finish the job for the defense. So I'm going to say no All right, when it comes to inferior Let's opponent. kick it up. Okay. Will their run defense prevent them from winning against a superior opponent? Ooh. That's for Seth. I would I tee say, that one up for you. I, I, I would say, you know, absolutely there's a chance for that to happen because, you know, when you looked at you looked at the first quarter, D. Gunn and I was looking at each other, yeah. and we're like, man, the first quarter just flew by, and, you know, both teams basically had two possessions apiece in the whole first quarter. Well, I mean, you had a, a nine-play drive by them answered by an 18-play drive by the Eagles, you know, all encompassing, you know, over 40% third down conversions and running plays. Okay, so if you if you add all of that together, really all it takes is for the Eagles, you know, to have, you know, one or two bad possessions. You know, let's say they get a holding penalty on second down that sets them back behind the chains and now they can't convert. They're not in position to convert on third down, but the other team gets the ball and they, they drive 10 plays, score a touchdown, same thing happens again. You come back, you get a fumble, you get an interception, and all of a sudden the team runs out, you know, the half, and you're down by 14. You know, can you come back? See, th these are the scenarios that I always think about, you know, when I look at the deficiencies, you know, in, in, in the defense or the offense and how they operate because I know what can happen. You know, you can be up in a game, especially so much more in today's NFL than any other NFL. I mean, the way that the rules are set up, throw in a person, a a a, a, um, a, um, a PI, you know, penalty that nets you 50 plus yards, and all of a sudden, you know, the game that seemed like it was way out of reach is now all of a sudden within reach again because you just ate up 60 yards on one play. And the two plays later, you're in the end zone, and now instead of being down by two scores, you're only down by one. You know, it can all change like that. By the way, John McMullen, uh, who covered the game in Houston, is going to join us in a bit. But we continue the two-minute drill. Uh, so uh, let me let me ask you about this. Is um, Jalen was sacked four times today? He squirmed out of a couple other ones. Most of the problem was coming from that left side. Is left tackle with Jordan Malata, who hasn't played that well this year. I mean, last week he wasn't special either. Is left tackle suddenly a problem for the Eagles? I don't think that it's a problem. Something's going on there, you know, that maybe we're not aware. Maybe that shoulder isn't 
you know, maybe he can't extend and punch the way he wants to, so he's not setting the way that he normally he the way he normally sets. Um, he looks like he's trying to do a whole lot of jump setting where he gets on the guy right now. The only problem with that is if you've got a shifty guy, a fast guy that can go either way, or a guy that can bend and twist, you know, a, a miss and you're in trouble. You so know? you're saying with jump setting, you're jumping into a position where you think he's going to be? Well, listen, let's be honest. Even on run plays, the tackles don't get down the three-point stance anymore. You know, they're lazy, and they get up, they're sitting in a, in a, in a two-point stance nine times out of ten. Well, when the ball is snapped, you're supposed to kick back and create space so that now you can set and battle the, the, the rusher. But what sometimes what the rushers like to do instead of kicking, they like to quick set him and get on him right now. Well, if that guy's anticipating it and he's 6'8", and you got a guy that's playing in the six foot, a six two, six three. All he's got to do is dip the shoulder, and he's going to miss nine times out of ten because you try to you try to quick set him. So the quick set is something that you do to kind of throw a pass rusher off. It's not something that you can live with. And the fact that he's doing it more than not tells me that there's something else wrong with his, with him physically that, that meets the eye. Now I want to make a comment about Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts is. I, listen, I love what this kid is doing, and I'm not going to sit here and put those four sacks on him because two of them came in one series where Jordan Mulata gave gave up two sacks back-to-back to Jerry Hughes. I'm not putting those on, on Jalen Hurts. I'm just not doing that. I mean, look at the kid's numbers tonight, man. Are you kidding me? 21 for 27, you know, two touchdowns, um, 243 yards. That's taking away, you know, the, what, the 28 yards worth of sacks, okay? Um, it, it, although his QBR is um, 75.4, his rating is still 128. So I'm not going to put all of that on him. I think the kid is playing fantastic. I think he's playing fantastic. I just think that Jordan Malata needs to get his act together, you know, and make sure he locks down, you know, that left side like the left tackle that we know he can be. Um, and, and I don't know, like I said, I don't know whether it's injury or the, the shoulder's not 100% or what the circumstances are, um, but he needs to figure it out, and he needs to figure it out fast because teams are going to start coming after him. How, the, how one glare, the, the, the one glaring weakness that I've seen from a lot of the last two games has been he's having difficulties getting out of a stance at the snap of the ball, and these edge rushers are dipping up under him and getting around him like he's not even standing there. Before he even has a chance to set his feet, the, 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 the edge rusher already has him on his hip, and he can't extend his arms to get leverage against him, and by the time he does, they're already around him. This has become a pattern now over the last couple of games. Now, granted, it's two games in a span of four days. Is the shoulder a problem? If it is, I doubt very seriously if the Eagles will tell us that. You're not going to give away an advantage, no. especially when you're counting on him to play more so than sit on the bench. But if it is a problem and it continues, then it could get worse sooner than it will get better. Now, I know Andre Dillard is going to be healthy soon, and I'm not saying it's time to bring in Dillard. But what I am saying is if you watch this pattern closely, you might see a change at the left tackle position. Wow. Wow. I mean, listen, I I would just have to say wow because I watched Andre Dillard last week. You know, at the nine-minute mark left in the game, and they put him in the game, still looks like the same Andre Dillard to me. So I don't, I can't see that. I can't see them signing 
Jordan Malata to the type of money that he they signed him to, I think that you know he would have to have a serious medical condition for them to make that move and create that controversy. Well, don't forget, Andre Dillard's a first-round pick making good money also. You got a first-round pick sitting on the bench. Yeah, he ain't getting no $64 million. No, no he's not. But you know what? <laughs> if you let this if – if, if the show – and, again, that's a big speculation. If that shoulder is a problem, the more he tries to play with that thing and try to extend it, the worse it could get before it gets better. Well, listen, I, I tell you this, D-Gun. There's a myriad of different ways that you can help remedy the situation, yeah. okay? Yeah. You can play more 12 personnel and give him help with a with a check release from the tight end on that side. Um, you can do the same thing with a back. You know, you can put the back, line the back up over there and give him a chip as he releases, you know, as the safety valve. There's a whole lot of things you can do if that's the problem. If you're trying to mask it, there are ways to mask it. Sure. But to just line up in a predictable passing situation like in that – and that serious way they got sacked back to back times. Yeah. You know, they just they didn't make any bones about it. Yep. You everybody yep. in the stadium and everybody watching knew that they were going to throw the ball. Jerry Hughes wasn't playing the run. He was playing nothing but the pass. So if you're going to do that, then at least give him the help that he needs if something's truly wrong with Absolutely. him. Absolutely. If nothing's wrong with him, go back to technique this work this week. Work on your technique, work on your footwork, work on the little small thing. See, th this is the thing about technique. You know, that I think that when when teams get to a point where um, they have their bye week, it's one thing for the coaches to self-scout and go back and look at what they've done over the last, you know, half of the season, six, seven games of the season. You know, for the Eagles, six games. It's another thing for you as a player to realize that through OTAs and training camp, you do a lot of technical work, a lot of right. technique and fundamental work. Right. But once the season starts, you don't really work on those things as much as you use. Every once in a while as a player, you have to go back and you've got to refresh your body, the muscle memory on those types of things. Just small things like if you're playing linebacker, you know, taking a re-step instead of overstepping and crossing over. Work on your back pedal and you're getting in and out of your break as a defensive back. Learning, you know, refreshing, you know, stemming your routes at the top. So you can create the, the the separation that you need as a wide receiver. The little small things, the little small details that coaches work on during OTAs and the offseason, once the season starts, they kind of go by the wayside. And if, if you're not really a technician at these things, then you need to go back every few weeks and, and brush up on these. And maybe it's one of those situations with, with Jordan Malata where he just needs a little tech, a little technique brush up. Well, if there's anybody to get him right, it's Jeff Stoutland. Oh, I uh, promise you he'll be I right next week. Be because as Lane Johnson <laughs> told us a, a, a few weeks ago, earlier in the season, you know, he, what did he say? I wish you could be a fly on the wall and how we got cursed out by Jeff Stoutland for yep. not playing up the expectation. You talk about a man who's committed to details and a little nuances to yes. make an offensive lineman better. If there is something going on with Malata, and I think there is because we've noticed this now twice in the span of four days, they'll get a corrector sooner rather than later. All right, here, here's a kind of a off offbeat two-minute drill question. As I happen to think Goddard is playing tremendous football right, right. now. Yeah. Uh, considering all the circumstances, the age, the, how he fits, uh, would you take Goddard or Travis Kelsey oh. right, right now? Oh, man. Man, oh, man. I I'll let Seth answer that See, one I first. I, I, I take Goddard, and I'll tell you why. Um, that offense is tailored for 
for Travis Kelsey more than anybody else in that offense. Okay, there's a there's a symbiotic relationship between he and Patrick Mahomes, where a lot of what he does is ad libs ad lib things. You know, um, when you look at the relationship between um, Dallas Goddard and Jalen Hurts, you know, it's a much more defined relationship as to how the offense works. That's pretty evident when you look at the distribution and what they do, you know, with the offense. Um, you know, listen, A.J. Brown had a big day week one. They come back week two. Devontae Smith has a huge day. You know, then you go back last week, and all of a sudden, you know, A.J. Brown explodes again against the Pittsburgh Steelers. You come back tonight, and you see Dallas Goddard <clears throat> with um, 100 yards receiving tonight and a touchdown. Um, so if you're talking about Travis Kelsey in this, in this offense, then you've got to tweak some things and change how you actually run your, your offense to accommodate him because that's what Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, that's how they work together to make that offense as prolific right. as it is. Hold on to that thought, D, because I want to get your uh, your opinion on that as well. But let's talk to the man who covered uh, the Eagles down there in Houston, Texas. And here, here's an interesting part. We get, we're getting to John McMullen a little late in the show because apparently the uh, Eagle players who were supposed to be interviewed, they were all in there watching the end of the Phillies game. So it delayed the whole process. <laughs> but here's John McMullen joining us from Houston. John, they're 8-0 they're, uh, they're no now, and you know we've been picking at it a little at the carcass about they didn't stop the run tonight. <laughs> but uh, how did you see tonight's effort? Yeah, I, you know, I, I didn't love the game plan. I thought they should have came in running the football yes. early against yes. the 32nd-ranked defense in the NFL uh, against the run. I thought that made sense. Not that they couldn't pass the ball. They kind of could pass the ball at will. Um, but they made some mistakes, typically, that they haven't been making. They lost their first fumble of the year, which is kind of amazing that we talked about that in game number eight. There were some missed throws from Jalen Hurts early, but then the receivers really started getting wide open, particularly Dallas Goddard and A.J. Brown. Uh, Miles Sanders, when they finally did go to him, really, really clicked in the running game. But, you know, I, I think there was a little bit of at least taking the Texans uh, a, a little bit softly, um, and, and I think that haunted them. But we talked about... And, and Seth knows we talked about this in pregame. They're, they're going to miss Jordan Davis. They they went away from the five-man fronts very early in the game, and you could see Damian Pierce was gashing them early. Then they played more Marlon Tui Peloto and even more Marvin Wilson inside, and it was a little bit better. But those guys aren't Jordan Davis. So they lost some versatility at least for these four weeks and hopefully Jordan is only out for the four games. They lost some versatility with those fronts and you know, they don't tackle well on the back end. So if you don't get things done up front in the rushing game, this team's going to struggle to, to stop the run. Hey, hey John, when you talk about the tackle tackling a lack thereof, I'm once again, I, you see too many guys trying to throw shoulders into a big body running back, trying to knock them off the off the stride. That's not going to happen. Too many chicken wings being thrown. Basically, I said during the game that it, 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 a couple of times, Damian Pierce basically beast-moded 
a lot of guys on this Eagles defense. When you talk to the players, what do they tell you in terms of why the tackling has been so porous? Um, I, I think from the player's standpoint, you know, and, and even Jonathan Gannon more so, he hasn't played up. I think the advanced uh, pro football focus, football outsider, stuff like that, says they're a bad tackling team. They don't think they're a bad tackling team. I don't know why. Wow. Uh, because that's been the one aspect that it's pretty evident uh, that they don't tackle well. But look, I think it's a give and take. I really do. Because Chauncey Gardner Johnson again yep. with an interception, and that was a great interception. He's a playmaker. Darius Slay's a playmaker. Not a great tackler. James Bradbury is a playmaker. Not a great tackler. Even Kaiser White is a playmaker linebacker. He's not a great tackler. Um, it's kind of a give and take. And in the modern NFL, they want to give away tackling to make those big plays and to stop the passing game. That's where the Eagles are. And I can't necessarily disagree with them because they're 8-0. But – you know, we have to talk about everything involving this team. Right. So if you want to talk about what they don't do well, there's not a lot. But I think defensively it starts with tackling. See, John, I, I think th that's a philosophy that I don't buy into because there's not, you know, every single game is not going to present the opportunity for you to be a playmaker unless you create the stress, you know, by first shutting down the run and then applying pressure to the quarterback that allows you to be a playmaker, okay? So the Eagles have been really good playmakers against the teams they played. I got some numbers for you. The combined record of the um, eight teams that the Eagles have played is 25, 36, and 1, okay? Now, I know that they can only play who's on the schedule, but that kind of gives you an idea of the, the level of talent that they face for one. And my thing is, okay, what kind of adjustments are you going to make that allows you, you know, to create the kind of stress that you want to create? Like like tonight, you know, you had an opportunity, and, and I'm not trying to take anything away from what they did. They got three sacks, all by Javon Hargrave. They got two interceptions, you know, one by CJ and one by um, James Bradbury, okay? So the things that I, I assume they deem to be important metrics, they're meeting those metrics right now. But what happens when you play against the upper echelon quarterbacks that don't make those types of, those types of mistakes and you play against a running game that can be as efficient you know, as it needs to be considering you played against a bad offensive line today, you played against a second-year quarterback who's scared to death, and you played against a running back who ran like his hair was on fire and dared you to tackle him to death. Well, number one, I would ask I would ask you a question, and that's who who are these mystery teams? Because the Eagles, other than Buffalo and Kansas City, the Eagles beat Minnesota, who was the second best team in the NFC. Now I don't believe that, but by record they are. Um, Dallas, I believe, is the second-best team in the NFC. They beat them, granted, with Cooper Rush, but they won the football game. And Dallas beat everybody else with Cooper Rush. Uh, they managed to win the football game. So I would say 
if you look at the Eagles and the NFL, other than Buffalo and Kansas City, who meets that definition? I, you know, they can only play who they play. So, agree uh, that that part of it isn't going to be answered until the Super Bowl potentially, because that's the only place you're going to uh, face Buffalo or Kansas City, and maybe they're better. And you know, if you ask me who the best team in football is today. I would probably lean towards Buffalo over the Eagles. However, you know, I think the Eagles could beat them if they had their A game on a particular day and uh, and Buffalo showed up with maybe their B game, their C minus game. I certainly think they could beat them. Um, From the standpoint of, you know, what they need to do better defensively, I think you saw it. I think you've seen it all season, and you saw it again today with Davis Mills. Yeah, he is skittish as all get out when it's third and 10, third and 11, third and 12. The drive's over. The kid's got no internal clock. When he, when he does throw the football, and I've been talking about this all year, that's the Eagles' whole plan. When they get you in third and long, they're really, really good. When it's third and three, like it was early in the game, and we saw last season, they're not very good. But they're like everybody else. So the goal is to get to third and long, and they were doing that really, really effectively. Now we'll see if they can do it as effectively without Jordan Davis. But when they did get there tonight, they they shut down Davis Mills at every turn. He had no idea what was going on. No idea. John, uh, on that note, because we talk about this all the time, and, and, and Seth, rightfully so, is worried about when they play a good team, are they going to be able to cope with some of the flaws that they show against these inferior teams? And So my question to you is, if they play a better team, uh, and you're right, that you go, who's this team that that's, they're going to need all this uh, uh, ammunition against? And, and the, well, when they get to Dallas, they will. Obviously, maybe the Giants, they will. But... Is it possible that they know they'll need to step up to a higher level? They won't have to be complacent playing the run against a team like the Houston Texans because they know they're better. They may not think they're better in a match against Dallas and play completely different. Add some pressure. Be better against the run. Am I I missing something here? No, I think you're right because every time there has been a sense of urgency in certain games, the Eagles have answered the bell. I don't think there was a sense of urgency. I think it was natural to take this team for granted. I think they did. And ultimately, it, it, talent won out. Uh, and, and when the Texans got down two scores, you said, okay, that's it. Game's over. Basically, because they're not equipped to play from behind. Now, was it a little bit disappointing that the Eagles let this team hang into this game until the third quarter? Yeah, it's a little bit disappointing, but it's also a little bit understandable if you talk about the the early week. They're the team traveling 1,500 miles, not the Texans. So that plays into it as well. They don't practice. And look, I, I said about the coaching staff, I didn't love the game plan. They came out with tempo, throwing the football all over the field. Maybe that was to get Jalen Hurts some feel-good moments in Houston. When, when you're facing a team with a 32nd-ranked run defense that's been historically bad in their first seven games, and you run the ball better than just about anybody, to me that's common sense. All right, 
not every week, but this week it made sense. And the Eagles didn't get to that until their second scoring drive. Their second scoring drive, it was eight runs in the 10 plays. They ran right down the field. They converted the fourth down. They scored. And they went right back to passing the ball. So I didn't think this was Shane Steichen and Nick Sirianni's best game plan of the season. You know what, John? I, we, we talked about it in the, pre, in the pregame. And I said the same exact thing. I, I, I looked at Mark Forzetta, and I looked over, you know, at D-Gun, and I said, what, what is the Houston Texans' run defense rank? And everybody chimed in, oh, they're 32nd in the NFL. They're dead last. I was like, I'm going to the prop window right now <laughs> and, 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 and place a bet that the Eagles come out and throw the ball 10 times in a row. Because it just doesn't make too much sense to look statistically at what's obvious that you can have and not game plan along that along that road rather than trying to do the opposite and bring in the pass rush and, and create, you know, the stress early in the game that you don't net because and I say that because we can talk about the teams that, you know, that they're better than. It's one thing to turn it on when you need to turn it on. It's another thing when you face a game and all the stars are on the line and, and, and everything isn't aligned the way that it needs to. And you, and you know that they're not going to go through a 17-game schedule where all of those things are going to fall in line the way they need to and the way they want to when they want it to. There's always that anomaly. There's always that team. There's always that, that opponent that has your number. Um, so why not just look at the statistics and say, hey, this is the worst pass run defense you know, in the National Football League. We're going to run it down their throat. We're going to shorten the game. We're going to score on every single possession, and we're going to bring play action alive. Why not just do that? Yeah, well, I mean, that's part of it. You talked about the anomaly, and you always have upsets in the NFL. That's why the Eagles are the only unbeaten team. There's 31 teams that have lost, even those good teams. Even Buffalo has lost. Even Kansas City has lost. Everybody except the 72 Dolphins has had that week where somebody came up and bit them, no matter how good they were. Um, and some of that is the coaching staff. Some of that is you get a little bit too haughty at times and say, all right, we're going to do this. We can do what we want. We want to get Jalen involved in Houston. I'm not saying that's what happened, but, um, you know, who knows why they went the direction they went to. They went the way they did, but it didn't make sense when you're facing the third. I'll, I'll give you an example. Jody McDonald on, on Birds 365 gave me an over and under of 77 yards on Damian Pierce. I said, over, give me the over. He's all Houston has. They know Jordan Davis isn't there. They're going to run him, run him, run him. He's going to break off a yard to get a, a, a couple big runs against a bad tackling team. That's the easiest bet in the world for me. It's exactly what happened. The Eagles didn't take the obvious path. The obvious path was this team can't stop anybody running the football. And by the way, they didn't stop the Eagles running the football. The Eagles ran it at their will. When they did run it, they ran it very well. Mm -hmm. So it didn't make a lot of sense. Hey, hey, John, because we don't have access to all the post-game comments, I digress to you, sir. So in the final analysis, what did Nick Sirianni say about his team's performance tonight? Well, he was happy to get out of here with a win. I think at any time you're an NFL coach, you know how difficult these Thursday night games are, especially on the road. 
So I think he's happy to get out. Look, this team's been around since 1933. It's not like they were born yesterday like the Houston Texans who have one guy in their ring of honor, Andre Johnson. They've been around for a long time. And this is the first Eagles team that started season 8-0. So it's not easy to do that. Um, and I think he understands that. And I think he understands um, they didn't play their best football tonight. Um, but they were able to get out with a win. Now they have sort of a mini buy. They can correct some things, especially defensively with those fronts. Uh, and hopefully uh, they do a better job handling Jordan Davis's absence. Um, but man, you don't get you don't get extra wins for style points. So right. it's the NFL. It's not Louisiana Monroe against Alabama. It's not Wofford against Clemson. Like I said on the pregame show, it's these all have good teams. And you saw Damian Pierce, and you saw Jerry Hughes. Jerry Hughes gave Jordan Mailata fits. Yeah. I mean, that yes. guy's 34 years old. He can still rush the passer. I would have gave up a fourth-round pick for him, not uh, Robert Quinn, if they could have made that deal. And who knows? He, he was on the trade market. But who knows what Houston wanted. That guy can still play. Laramie Tunsil is a great offensive tackle. Uh, they still have good players. And all NFL teams have good players. John, thanks very much for sticking around. We appreciate it. Have a safe trip back from Houston and let us know if they're they're greasing any light poles <laughs> in Houston at this point. I don't even know yeah, if they have they any light up. poles. Be honest when, when, when I was walking up from the locker room, it was like you would think the Texans have won because they were celebrating a World Series victory that they don't have yet, but they have a 3-2 lead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They need two more. Oh, need one more anyway. John, thanks. We'll talk to you. Thanks, guys. All right, let's, uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. It's the uh, Pond Hockey Eagles postgame show. Plenty to come. we got game balls to give out yet and other stuff. Be back after this. My wife was in an accident that changed our lives forever. She was in rehabilitation for years. She had to learn to walk again. She couldn't take care of herself. We couldn't afford a nurse. We were running out of options. One conversation with Pond Lee Hockey changed everything. They understood what we were going through and immediately helped us navigate the legal process. We can't thank them enough. Pond Lee Hockey, tell us your story. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the stakes and the stakes, go to get your parlay on, go to get your party on, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. It's a fall car fest, and Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. 
Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Score and save this football season on your car insurance. Before the next game, save up to 40% on your auto insurance policy. That's right, 40% savings. Call an Audible this season and contact the Del Val Insurance Group. They're an advocate for you, not an insurance company. That means they'll get you the right coverage and save you up to 40%. Call managing partners Fran or Jim of Del Val Insurance, 215-354-0122. Or score and save at DVIGI.com. DVIGI.com. At Stateside Vodka. Every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Thanks for staying up with us on the Pondland Hockey Eagles post-game show live from Ocean Casino, wherever you're watching us, on 6ABC.com or on our YouTube Jacob Sports channel. Um, yeah, let, let's look, guys, at uh, the schedule. Well, we'd like to look at the schedule because we're, we're, you know, we're kind of obsessed with these flaws, whether they would, they would show up against a really good team. And I'm, I just don't, I don't see a good team until they actually play Dallas at Dallas, and that's late in the season. So I may be misguided, but let, let, Seth, you, you had the stat up there, the teams they've played so far uh, are like 10 games uh, under 500 uh, collectively. So uh, now we got the Commanders on Monday Night Football, which gives the Eagles a lot of time to between games. So from Thursday to, to, to Monday night, uh, I'm curious whether you think that would hurt them in any way. I don't think so. I think, you know, it gives them time to kind of make the corrections and try to, you know, give Jonathan Gannon some time to kind of remedy what he's going to do as far as the running game is concerned. Because, listen, we, you can look at the at the Washington Commanders and say whatever it is you want to say. Um, they've played better ever since Tyler Heineke has come in and taken over for Carson Wentz. They got Robinson back. He's full at full strength. He missed the first four games of the season, so he didn't play the first game. You still got Antonio Gibson, who ran the ball well when we played him the first time. And they've got a pretty good wide receiving core. Um, 
So they're going to look at this game and believe that they can make some hay on the ground. And if they can do that and keep the game tight, then down the stretch, there's an opportunity, you know, for them to, you know, to have a chance to win. Now, do I give them a chance to win? Hell no. But, <laughs> it, you know, what I, what I give them a chance to do and what I think they can do means absolutely nothing in reference to what they actually believe. If they believe that they can go out and get it done and they go out and they fight for four quarters, you know, anything can happen. I've been around the game long enough to know that. You know, so as you look at that, listen, Jonathan Taylor, you got Washington, you got Indianapolis. Jonathan Taylor's not 100%. They just, they just traded Naheem, Naheem Himes. Um, Green Bay's got two really good running backs. Um, and, and if they would just make a commitment to running the football, I believe that they'd be a better football team. But when you're playing, you know, Aaron Rodgers $50 million a year, you know, there's this sense that he's got to throw the ball and you got these young wide receivers who can't figure it out. Just run the darn football. So they could be a problem running the ball. You already know that Derrick Henry is going to be a problem running the football. You already know that Saquon Barkley next is going to be a problem running the football. Um, you already know that, you know, that – Pollard is probably going to supersede Zach um, 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 Ezekiel Elliott the next time that you see him, you know, so that could be a problem. So people can say whatever it is that they want to say about the teams that's coming down the road, but I can tell you right now, if they don't get this running game fixed, then the offense is going to have to bail this offense out down the stretch. And I promise you, somewhere along the way, th there's going to be a hiccup in the road. Derek, Derek, I Washington at Indianapolis, Green Bay, Tennessee, at the Giants, at the Bears, at Dallas. How do you feel about that 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 run of teams coming up? When you go when you go from Wash, let's go from Washington to the first meeting with the Giants on December 11th. Each one of those teams, to put it simply, as Seth just said, they have parts. They don't have a whole. You know, Washington has a decent running game. Have the wide receivers. I'm not afraid of Taylor Heineke. You look at Green Bay, they just busted through Buffalo's defense for 183 yards. Buffalo's one of the better run defenses in the league. Green Bay ran for 183 yards. They don't have a passing game. Their defense has been porous against the run all season long. All right, you look at Tennessee. It's all about Derrick Henry picking up ahead of Steen. Are you afraid of Malik Willis quarterback in that team? He just threw 10 passes in a game. No. And they barely scored 17 points yeah. against the same Houston defense. They yeah. barely scored 17 points. Okay, so then you look at the Giants. Saquon, yes. Are you afraid of Daniel Jones? No. The two big factors with the Giants, the head coach and the defensive coordinator. Brian Dayball has got this average de offense believing in itself. Wink Martindale has an average defense believing in itself. It is all equated to the Giants' record. So we don't have a whole team I think that can stand up against this Eagles team when it still doesn't play up to its capability. But the operative words are when it doesn't play up to its capability. At some point, somebody's going to catch them napping at the wrong time. See, D-Gun, we're, we're, and, and I want everybody to understand we're really talking in hypothetics here. Absolutely. Because when a team is 8-0, it's hard to dispute what they've actually put on the field. Now, these teams might not have, you know, they, they have the, the parts, like you said, D-Gun, but they don't have the whole. Yes. But 
I think everybody would agree and everybody understands that if you can control the ball absolutely by running the football absolutely then you make life so much easier for a Daniel Jones absolutely you might you make life so much easier you know for an Aaron Rodgers a guy that's seen it all and, and, and done it all yeah. and a Tyler Heineke all of these guys the game becomes that much easier for him if you can't get the run game under control. Now, the Eagles haven't been perfect against the run, but they've controlled the run enough to apply enough pressure in the passing game because of what the offense has done right. to be effective. You know, and, and what, what, what we're doing is we're just trying to shoot holes in this thing and trying to figure out, you know, where the where these pieces and how all of this comes together and where to apply it. Right. Because if you get a team that comes in that can dominate the clock, that can dominate the line of scrimmage, okay, and minimize, you know, the Eagles to seven, eight possessions in a game. All it takes is two or three penalties, you know, for that team to be right there in the midst of it all when it's all said and done in the fourth quarter. Prime example, Mike, look at what Cleveland just did to Cincinnati. Cincinnati has the superior offense, even though their top receiver, Jamar Chase, didn't play in that game. What did Cleveland do? Ran all up and down the field on Cincinnati's defense, right? Made that game a lot closer than it was. And what happens? Cincinnati had no counter. Cleveland blew them out in a shocking upset. So a running game does have its benefits if you can just have a couple of other things go your way. Yeah, I, listen, they, they have to shore it up, especially with Jordan Davis going. I, I, I totally understand that. Uh, but, you know, they're, they're, they're sailing along. I, I don't think the commanders give them any problem. Uh, Indianapolis, I think, is really a disaster right now. And so is Green Bay. And yeah. may, maybe Tennessee yeah. can, can stun them at home if, if Derrick Henry goes off. But uh, let's take a break. Any and uh, we're going to give away – what's I'm sorry? I said any given Sunday. <laughs> not with this team. Great, great movie, why, by the way. Great movie. Team. That's why you play the game. This team is not an any given Sunday team, is it? Where they can actually lose – you well, know, you get that vibe at all from this team? They're spoiling us right they now. They really are. They are spoiling us right now. All right, let's take a break. It's the uh, Final Hockey Eagles post-game show. Game balls are next. Who are we going to give our game balls to? Ooh. Come back and, uh, and check it out after this. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. 
And if you join our Winter Watch team, we'll give you another 20% off, and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, Birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go birds! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Since 1977 at Rafferty Subaru, we have always been about our customers and the community. Early on, a safe and durable option, we've evolved to become the best overall brand according to Kelly Blue Book. Over the last 14 years, we've donated thousands of dollars through the Subaru Share the Love event and found homes for hundreds of pets. The Rafferty family is proud of our 45 years in business. This month, celebrate our anniversary with special financing on select models. Visit us and see why. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Welcome back to the Pond the Hockey post-game show. It is time for Game Balls presented by Colony Fools. Flywithcolony.com. Uh, guys, we're going to give away some Game Balls, but first, I know uh, Eagles won, but we are still a little sad about the Phillies losing while we were live. Um, I brought you guys some chocolate chip cookies from our green room. To make <laughs> you you, feel you, you get the game ball, no question about it. Oh my God, I get the, I've you never get, gotten a game ball before in my life. Yes, Thank you, you. You bring chocolate chip cookies, you get the game ball. Look, uh, we're I, all I'm sad. We all deprocessed that. Yeah, um, I'm, definitely, I'm definitely yeah. having a chocolate chip, some, chip cookie. some comfort chocolate chip cookies. Yes. Yeah, no, so don't enjoy. be generous, Seth. You know, you had like five of them. Listen, I don't need no <laughs> chocolate chip cookies. The Phillies about to go down to Houston and do work. Seth being What does that have to do with you enjoying a chocolate chip cookie? What is. Why are you spoiling the moment? Because she went upstairs to get chocolate chip cookies for comfort. Because Seth needed, was looking out for me, and he said, Dev needs to go get a chocolate chip cookie. She needed, she needed comfort food. I did. So she brought the comfort food. Look at y'all over there eating like y'all, <laughs> like, 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 like you just lost your best friend. What did she just say? She said she brought them for us. 
So basically, you turned the gift down is what you just did. See, they, they, you, why are you always trying to get technical? <laughs> Seth, <laughs> Seth, keep talking. I got a cookie to eat. Yeah, really, yeah. really. So, Seth, I, I why don't you, you give us your game ball tonight? I can't hear you while the cookie's crunching. <laughs> while I'm well, you know, one would think that, you know, I would look to the offensive side to find, you know, my play, my game ball to go to. But I'm, I'm looking at Javon Hargrave because I think that he's putting some pressure on the rest of the defensive front with five sacks in the last two weeks. You know, the way he played tonight is the way that Fletcher Cox needs to wake up and play. The way he played tonight is the way that um, Milton Williams needs to step up and play. Um, with, with, in the absence of, of Jordan Davis and their inability to really run their five-man front the way they want to, then other guys are gonna have to step up and get the job done because it's pretty evident that they can't live in a four-man front as much as they want to. They want to stay too high safety. The problem is when you go too high safety, you get teams look at the box and realize that you know you got a six, seven-man box or a six-on-six six box, and they're just going to run the ball at you. The other issue is, you know, I told you I wasn't going in on Jonathan Gannon. I lied. Okay. I knew it was coming. No. I knew yeah. it was too and good. We almost made it through the show. And I, and I, and I, you for the, the the ball of the game. No, I, I already told it. Javon Hargrave. Oh, okay. All right. Eat your cookie, man. All right, good. I can't um, hear you. I'm crunching. He's looking out for you guys. When so, you guys finish your cookies. So, so, so this, this this is my last observation of the night. There were a couple of times where I saw um, the Texans in 13 personnel. That's one back and three tight ends. But we were still in a nickel set. And the DBs were back off the ball five to six yards. So that means you've got five down linemen, three tight ends, and a back against four down linemen on the defensive side and two linebackers and maybe a safety that's hovering around. You don't have enough damn people in the front to stop what they're running. Okay, if they're going to go 13, take a safety out of the game and put an extra linebacker in the game right. so you can get the darn run under control. I mean, I just – go ahead. Okay. You, are you, you're done? <laughs> We're done. Oh, I'm done. I'm, I'm about to have me so, a cookie. You got a Jonathan Gannon coming in so with Blitz. Your game ball was Jonathan Gannon. I, lo I, I, yeah. I lost it. Hell him. no. I lost, <laughs> I lost my train of thought there. Not just, <laughs> not just, not just no. Hell no. Okay. <laughs> well, as I listen to your dissertation and enjoy this incredible cookie provided by <laughs> Devin Caney and, of course, Ocean Casino, I concur with you, my friend. But game ball has to go to J uh, Javon Hargrave. You're about to say Jonathan Gannon. I was about to say Jonathan Gannon. <laughs> Almost caught me. Uh, Javon Hargrave. He took advantage of an experience off inexperienced offensive line today. Basically because the offense built them that lead, forced the other team to throw the low ball a little bit more. Hargrave pinned back his ears and took control of the situation. Five QB sacks in the last two games. Some of his defensive line mates need to watch what he's doing on film and up their games mm -hmm. because it's not happening. Seth, Mike, you have heard me for weeks talking about this four-man pass rush is not good enough by itself to get home. I've read it, some of your tweets to that you did. extent, too. Thank you. Yes, I did. So Thank you, you read about your tweet about that four-man, how you don't like that four-man I man do front. not like the four-man front. If you consider the money they have invested in that four-man front, it is not producing the way you think it would sh should produce. But Javon Hargrave definitely gets my game ball tonight. All right. All right. Well, I, listen, I got to go with the tight end. Dallas Goddard, nine targets, eight catches, 100 yards, and a touchdown. 
Uh, he's been consistent every week. He was really important on those drives, the, the, that, the, those long drives that they had tonight. But I, I will also mention his compadre. Devin, you love when I go here. Jack Stoll. I knew it. Jack. With, I knew with, it. With, with a catch for 13 yards. So they got 113 yards out of their tight ends. Wait and a minute. you know what? what, people, what are, have, people have been worried about the depth at tight end with the Eagles because Dallas uh -huh. Goddard has had a few scary moments in recent weeks where we think he might be injured. And, and Jack Stoll. They, they, Jack put, they Stoll put Jackie in there. Yeah. They put Jackie in there. He always gets a snare. Did you, tw did 21 long for Goddard. Did, did, you, did you forget the block that Jack Stoll missed? The, the, oh, the, that's a good point. With Valid Steve, point. With Steven Nelson on the end of the line. Former Eagles, where, where Steven he, Nelson. Where he, right. threw, where he threw a lookout block and got Jalen Hurts sacked. Did Forgot I, about that one, did right? Did I give Jack Stoll the game ball? No. <laughs> I, just gave it, I just gave it to Goddard. I said, my man added a catch. That's all I said. <laughs> Seth, you can't, you have can, a cookie. You can't <laughs> add him to the mix. You can't add him to the mix when you do something like that. Come on, try, man. Trying to get a gratuitous mention uh, with a guy that never gets mentioned. And it's probably not that important. Once he does you something I'm honorable. Here, I'm generous. I once, give. Okay, once well, he does something honorable, then you can give him an honorable mention. For people tuning in, so, like, I barely even, I don't remember you giving Jack Stoll a game ball before, but apparently you did. When we're watching the game, Mike's like, Jack Stoll, my guy. Hey, my and I'm like, what? They had a double tight with him in there, too. When you Why? Put, when you put Jackie in a game, you can't defend both tight ends. So, yeah, Jack what? Stoll's his guy. What? Uh, what? <laughs> I'm being facetious here. It's late. It's 3 o'clock in the morning for crying out loud. Oh, my goodness. It's 1.15, but, yeah, close. No. <laughs> wow. Close. All right. So, 29-17, uh, to 17, they win the game. Another win over a team they're much better than. I'm getting used to this because next week's going to be the same thing. They, they, they play like it's a month from now, by the way. So, the next game is going to be a really long time. So, I, I advise you to keep the Eagles on the front burner. Or, no, keep the Eagles on the back burner. Keep the Phillies on the front burner because Seth Joyner actually thinks they can pull it off in Houston with winning two games in Houston hey, to listen, shock man. the world. Hope springs eternal. And if you don't have faith and you don't believe. Let me write down then, that. Then, then, Hope then, springs then, eternal. Then you have, you have absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Why are they even, why are they even playing? Spring. Why are they even going to get on the plane and go back to Houston <laughs> if they don't believe that they can go Hope down there and win, too? eternal. Can we get that in, like, a quote graphic? Sure. Yeah. doing this for I, social. I like y'all never actually, heard that before. Sayeth, Sethith, Joynereth. <laughs> Seth, listen, I, I actually agree with you. If Zach Wheeler can be Zach Wheeler. Yeah. And if he can, they can win game six. And if they win game six, Who's Houston pitching game seven? Are they going to trot out that McCullers again? No. Houston's pitching their whole arsenal. Whose arsenal do you like better, Houston or Philadelphia? Well, I like their arsenal, but okay. they got to have a starting pitcher. It doesn't make a difference as long as they don't pitch McCullers. <laughs> it doesn't make a difference. Well, they're going okay. to pitch McCullers. Like I said, my biggest concern is what is going on with, with Wheeler. Because you've slid him back way too much now yeah. in a crucial situation. There's something that's not being said about Wheeler. You know, you can, get, you can only give a pitcher so much arm rest, okay? We thought last night, giving Alvarado all this extra arm rest was going to do the job. What happened? His first pitch, he hits a guy, gives up a couple singles. All of a sudden, oh, I'm sorry, Devin. I didn't mean to bring up that nightmare again. I apologize. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Have a no, eat both yeah, of them, Devin. Eat both. Thank you. Thank you. I <laughs> Disappointing tonight with the Phillies. Don't hit me, but, Devin. But please. All, all good with, with the Philadelphia Eagles as they roll on the 8-0. They're being talked about nationally. And we're having fun following this season.
uh, really, uh, right here at Ocean Casino. So thank everybody for staying up with us. If you're watching the show live, thank you so much. If you're streaming it, uh, we uh, hope you appreciate the show and our, our viewpoint on uh, your Philadelphia Eagles today. For Derek Gunn, for Seth Joyner, for Devin Katie, I'm Mike Missinelli, live at Ocean. Have a great rest of the night, and we'll talk to you next Monday. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Jim Gardner is an icon. A Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor, a pace setter. Jim is my North Star. He's trusted, revered, appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate, honest, and fair. He is extremely dedicated, motivated, and always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader, and we're lucky to have him. Go passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Celebrating the life of your loved one is what we do at Life Celebrations by Givnish. When the matriarch of the Dalloway family died suddenly at 82 years old, Life Celebrations by Givnish stepped in. They will make this the easiest thing that you, it's, it's, I know it's not easy, but it, they will make this as easy as possible. Life Celebrations by Givnish, customizing services as unique as the individual. I, I just know that my dad, who is in charge of everything, was it was not in charge of anything at that point when, when my mom passed. And uh, uh, again, just another uh, shout out to this place for, for making it easy. Turning tragedy into a celebration of life, no matter how hard, is what we do at Life Celebrations by Givnish. Life Celebrations by Givnish, customizing services as unique as the individual. Since 1977 at Rafferty Subaru, we have always been about our customers and the community. 
Early on, a safe and durable option, we've evolved to become the best overall brand according to Kelly Blue Book. Over the last 14 years, we've donated thousands of dollars through the Subaru Share the Love event and found homes for hundreds of pets. The Rafferty family is proud of our 45 years in business. This month, celebrate our anniversary with special financing on select models. Visit us and see why. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.